I confess, seeing a remote control turns me on. I have no idea why. I've never used it before for pleasure. Hmm. Yeah, that's called a pervertible, where you can take an everyday object and turn it into something that you pleasure yourself with. Uh, Say it with me. Pervertible. Perfect. Sex. Almost everybody does it, and almost nobody talks about it, except at Bedpost Confessions, a live storytelling series based in Austin, Texas. Whether the performers are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Stories heard at Bedpost Confessions explore themes of sexuality, gender identity, dating, marriage, masturbation, breakups, health and wellness, and more. Whether the story is hysterical or downright emotionally raw, we hope Bedpost Confessions will either spark a fantasy or start a conversation. Maybe even both. How did you learn to have sex? If your experience was anything like my own, an embarrassed gym teacher <laughs> quickly stumbled through unfamiliar terminology so that he could get back to his real job, monitoring how well our class bruised each other with dodgeballs. We didn't even get to uh, the opportunity to put condoms on phallic fruit. To this day, I still don't know how to properly protect myself from syphilitic bananas. <laughs> In our two-week course, I got a long lecture on how abstinence was the only thing standing between me and getting pregnant. <laughs> Not once did we talk about anal sex, negotiating consent, cyber sex, or even masturbation. Just slide after slide of the most heinous cases of venereal disease ever captured on film. No mention of queer or alternative sexuality, just a warning that 100% abstinence is the only way to stay safe until marriage. And then it was all pee in the vagee, one man, one woman, nuclear family, brouhaha. In the end, all I had to do was pass a poorly written test. My hand to God, I had to label where the Virginia was on a woman. It was right after a question about public lice. Needless to say, I felt cheated by the sexual health education that my school provided. They devoted the same amount of time to our study of sexual health as they did our study of bowling. Yeah. So nothing that my gym teacher taught me prepared me for my first orgy, which, <laughs> which happened by accident. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. There is nothing quite as humbling as being the oldest person at an accidental orgy of gay men. And I, I'm not talking about a year or two older. I'm talking about a solid decade. No one at this fuck fest was alive while the Berlin Wall still stood, except for me. Now, you're likely sitting there thinking to yourself, how the fuck does someone have an accidental orgy? Good question. 
It all started with my best friend, Grinder. I was on one night and a fella caught my eye. It turned out he was visiting Austin with some friends who happened to be a couple. They had rented an Airbnb and my soon-to-be playmate had a room of his own to host me. So I arrive and my date is in the shower, douching. Oh. <laughs> some, some people out here are taking it brave, I like it. Uh, so one of his friends greets me at the door. And wouldn't you know it, his friend is someone I've hooked up with before. Yeah. My, life is full of little surprises, isn't it? My former frisky friend is delighted to see me. Turns out that his boyfriend is about to jump in the shower with my date. He needed to douche as well because they have their own treat from Grinder on the way. I really love the closeness of that friendship. The image of them passing an anal douche back and forth as they blow ass in the shower together. That really is the very definition of intimate. While they are freshening up, I get my one-time fling to show me some pictures of the guy they have coming over. I pretend to be excited, like I'm all thirsting to drink this other fella in. But to be honest, I'm making sure this guy is not a former or current therapy client of mine. <laughs> because if he is, this bitch is going to hit the bricks quick. Uh, praise be to Odin. He is another fellow visiting Austin. Bullet dodged. <laughs> so the fifth person arrives as the boys emerge from their shower and things jump off. The last guy is pretty, and he is the most muscled up boy of all. And the moment he enters the house, he is stripped and made to be the centerpiece of the fun. A guy jumps on his dick. One is fucking him in the ass. Another one has him sucking his dick. And then there's me. In this moment, there are two pieces of me. One part is amazed and totally turned on, wanting to join in the fun. The other part of me is my sexual health advocate, who was shocked at the lack of discussion around STIs and safer sex. This was raw, real, and happening quick. My work as a therapist has allowed me to hear about others' orgies, but this was my first time to experience one in real life. I am full of information and stories about sexual health, and now I was finally seeing it with my own eyes. I felt like how I imagined Jane Goodall felt like the, <laughs> the first time, the first time she visited the apes in the wild. You know, if she fucked the apes. I did the math. Me plus the couple and two more, holy Jesus fuck, that's five. This is a legitimate orgy. So my first orgy is happening around me and all I can do is wonder about the safety of my sexual health and the sexual health of the boys currently going ham on each other. That's hard as a motherfucker for those of you not in the know. I quickly review my options in my head. I can just leave without saying a word, but that means no fun and possibly appearing a bit dramatic. <sighs> that sounds lame. 
I could stop the action and take a sexual health poll. Uh, excuse me, who here is on prep? A show of hands, please. When was the last time you were tested, and did you wait a three-month window after that? Get tested again and refrain from any possible exposure to STIs during that three-month window? Uh, that sounds like a real boner killer. And then it dawned on me. What if I just engaged in less risky behavior? So I decided, as the daddy of this accidental orgy, <laughs> that I would be the dick to be sucked. Now, all I had to do was market myself as such. <laughs> Which was surprisingly easy. <laughs> you see, since I do not hold dominion over all of time and space, the boys, the boys did not freeze as I previously pondered what to do. And they quickly recognized that unlike them, I did not immediately pounce on the hottest piece of ass. This created buzz about me. <laughs> and my dick. A little mystery goes a long way, ladies. So suddenly I was in a position of power. I simply peeled down my wrestling singlet and the muscle boy You might notice it from Grindr. Um, I simply peeled down my wrestling singlet, and the muscle boy turned his head towards me to slurp me up. The next thing I know, he is on all fours blowing me, while another guy is fucking him. Imagine my luck. I had always wanted to Eiffel Tower someone, and here was the perfect opportunity. I got the attention of the boy plowing the muscle queen with a... Sup, Nod? <laughs> and as we locked eyes, I reached out my two hands and grabbed a hold of his. And boom. We were in Gay Perry. Yes. We bounced that boy so hard between the two of us. It's a miracle that he has teeth or an anus left. That night, I got to Eiffel Tower two more times. Dreams really do come true, people. If only my sex ed teacher could see me now, I would give him a piece of my mind. Abstinence is the only 100% form of safe sex. Bitch, have you heard of sexting? Sexting isn't just for horny tweens, y'all. <laughs> Some of the best sex I've had has been through text. You can use pictures, videos, even emojis can be arousing. You know that little devil one? Ooh, shit, girl. <sighs> that one give me every time. And sext... In sex, you're only limited by your imagination. Also, it's 100% effective to prevent pregnancy and STIs. 
I would ask Coach about his reasoning for shielding us from the rich diversity of sexuality. Did he not think we were mature enough to explore all the options available to us and decide which ones were best suited for our own lives? We were expected to hold the mental bandwidth to understand fucking geometry, but more than two people in a loving relationship would somehow seem unfathomable. I mean, the the reality is, my gym teacher was an underpaid, overworked guy who likely got less sex education than he was providing. He poorly taught us material from an outdated textbook, leaving us to figure out sexuality for ourselves. A difficult task for a little queer kid. If only my teenage self could see me now. (laughs) That poor kid, petrified in the closet, trying to pray her gay away. She would be impossibly proud. Up here now, bragging about Eiffel Towering a gaggle of twinks. Now I openly talk about sexuality everywhere I go because I know there are folks who cannot. I was once one of them. It is an incredible honor to be a guide to others exploring their uncharted eroticism. That gift was given to me by my own therapist nearly 16 years ago, and it saved my life. So now I work to help others discover their own sexuality and be the beautiful sex-positive beasts that this world needs. So y'all, just be kinky, be vanilla, be straight if you have to, be queer. (laughs) Be open or monogamous. Just be you and be proud. Thank you. Bed Post Confessions is produced by Julie Gillis, Mia Martina, and Sadie Smythe. Audio production is by Ian Danskin. You don't have to attend a show to confess. With our confession scroller, you can confess with us anytime on our site at bedpostconfessions.com. Also pick up a copy of our anthology, Bed Post Confessions, Real Sex, Real People, Real Stories, which features 35 stories and hundreds of audience confessions. Bed Post Confessions, the anthology, found on Amazon in print and ebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and if you have a sec, please help bring Bedpost Confessions to more people by rating the podcast. You know how it works. More ratings and reviews equals higher podcast ranking equals more confessions. Thanks for your support, and until next time, we will leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, I lost my virginity in a threesome with a friend and her boyfriend. Okay. Lots of fun, and we had pancakes after. That's the best part. (laughs) I'm like a three-way okay about pancakes. Anytime you add food to sex. (laughs) My first time was just like, I ate disappointment a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She's so disappointed. I confess. My guy explained to my conservative schoolteacher mom the meaning of teabagging and bukkake. Whoops. What? 
Bukaki? What is that? Uh, that is where our, a number of people will ejaculate on one person's face. And then you scream Bukaki. That's really fun. Bukaki! Bukaki! <laughs> 